Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project, where purpose-driven leaders unite to change the game of life and business forever. Here are your hosts, Susan Hobson and Rob Kalvaroski. Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. On this week's episode, AJ Kumar, the digital maestro himself, the founder of The Limitless Company and the author of Guru Inc. joins the show. AJ shares why everyone should have a personal brand, regardless if you're trying to become an entrepreneur or you're just working in corporate, his top tips for personal branding and his top tips on leading Gen Zs. We at Elite High Performance specialize in building high impact leaders that turn their teams into happy high performers who crush their goals. So if you're interested in creating a high impact environment at your workplace, head on over to EliteHighPerformance.com for one-on-one high-performance leadership coaching, mindset coaching, group corporate leadership programs, emotional intelligence, conflict management, burnout, and more. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the show. We would really appreciate it if you shared the show with any leaders in your life. Thank you so much. And here's the interview with AJ Kumar. We are back. Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. Unfortunately, this week, Susan's not with us. And that's okay, because we have two bald experts in the room. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, just cheap on the shampoo. That's right. My, my accent is so funny. My wife, um, she's been commented uh, on her hair, like probably six or seven times in the last few days. Like, wow, your hair looks nice. Everywhere from a restaurant we were at to like, we're just out and about. And I was like, no one comments on my hair. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? I have needs too. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um, that's the voice of our special guest this week, AJ Kumar, the founder and CEO of The Limitless Company. And he's also known as the Digital Maestro and the author of Guru Inc. He's with us. AJ, how are you? I'm fantastic. And thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for joining us. And I mean, obviously, if you like listening to the show, we always start off with a quote. So I have one today from Jeffrey Pfeffer. And he's one of the academics that I really love in the leadership space. He's written the book, um, Seven Rules of Power. He's a Stanford professor in the business school. He's also wrote that paper that I source a lot about how companies manage people is the fifth leading cause of death in the United States. And one of the things that he talks about in, in with respect to gaining power and authority in the world is building a personal brand. And so the quote today that he has is, being memorable equals getting picked. Mm. Now, AJ, obviously, I gave a little insight to folks. Now, you're a personal branding expert. And what do you think about the quote? I love it. That makes so much sense. It reminds me of, you know, like when you had your um, back in the days when phones were relatively new and you had us, you know, you were limited on minutes and you had to choose your like fave five. <laughs> so it's essentially like the people that you have in your fave five are the most memorable ones. They're the ones that you're going to pick. So I think that's what you have to do nowadays. You have to be on everyone's top fave five list. 
And and it's always uh, Charles Barkley, right? <laughs> Deep cuts into the into the Verizon commercials. <laughs> this guy knows. That's right. So, I mean, AJ, we didn't really talk a little bit about you, but for folks out there, tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you earn the nickname Digital Maestro? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so I'm I'm a digital maestro, and uh, what I do is I'm I'm helping my clients get viral worthy. Um, attention. And attention is something that we help our clients measure uh, because it's really the currency of today. So I've been in social media, digital marketing for over 15 years now. I I started with coming into the space with real world skills that I learned from my cousin who was like this mortgage guru back in like 2007 and 2008 uh, era. And then after that, I... Um, I, I connected with a, a buddy of mine that I knew in high school named Neil Patel. And he was my essentially digital, he essentially taught me the digital world skills that I needed to know. Um, as I started learning that and kind of combining those two worlds of real world skills and digital world skills, I partnered up with this with his cousin Sujin and we had a company called Single Grain. So that was an SEO company where we were primarily working with corporate brands and we were helping them with their search engine optimization. So I did that for a few years. It was great. We took the company and, and turned it into a seven-figure business. And then at some point, I personally just started drifting away from wanting to work with corporate brands. And I was gravitating towards wanting to work with personal brands. So at the time, I partnered up with one of my clients who was a woman named Kimberly Snyder. She's a celebrity nutritionist. Nutritionist. So I essentially helped her take her blog from 30,000 visitors a month to over 500,000 visitors a month. And that was what like really gave me this new idea and new understanding of what's possible because I took these corporate marketing strategies, these digital marketing strategies, applied it to a person, a real human being. And I got to see this transformation firsthand right in front of my eyes of, of, how how somebody essentially becomes a celebrity, right? And I got to see the see and create the effect of what happens when you get that kind of level of fame, even on the internet. Mm -hmm. And with her, that resulted in a multi-million dollar business. A lot of it was digital products, physical products, and we even helped her turn her turned her into a New York Times bestselling author three times. And from that, I essentially, by building her entire infrastructure, which is now referred to as a personality-driven media company, I took took that and turned it into a blueprint. And then I did it with another person that was a TV star. And then 2020, I rebranded to creating The Limitless Company because before my company was called Limitless Publishing, but I turned it into The Limitless Company. And now we are essentially an end-to-end -end studio system for influencers and brands and we help our clients position themselves as authorities in the marketplace. And the name Digital Maestro, it actually comes from uh, one of my business mentors who called me that, which is essentially, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm orchestrating uh, this entire experience for each of my clients. You know, it's like musicians play their instruments, I play the orchestra. So I'm the conductor, and then you have all of these musicians, which are all the people on the team. And then you have the talent who's essentially facing the audience. All the people on their team aren't necessarily playing musical instruments, but they're playing digital instruments. 
Think of smartphones, cameras, laptops, computers, keyboards. They're using their fingers, they're using their brains, they're using their hearts, they're using their minds. And we're all orchestrating an integrated brand experience that the audience, which isn't in front of the person, but they're across all space and time, are listening to it. So that's where I the name comes that. from. Yeah, that's an amazing story. And AJ, something that, like, obviously we talked, the quote off the top was about really being noticed is being picked, right? And and so when Jeffrey talks about it, he actually talks about it in the context of companies or it's also in the world. Now, for folks out there, like a lot of our leaders are executives or they're, you know, they're trying to build up through a company. They may not be trying to become, you know, the next uh, Simon Sinek or whatever, like, how would you advise them to think about why it's important to build a personal brand so they can advance their career? That's a really good question. Uh, I think what really changed in the last few years, obviously the pandemic, but from my point of view, I've been in the digital world for over, you know, like I said, 15 years. And from my perspective, I got to see like the rest of the world kind of fall into the digital world. So from my perspective, I think that we live in the digital world first. I think the digital world augments the physical world already. I know everyone's waiting for like those glasses, but <laughs> I think what you're seeing on social media is essentially influencing how you act and behave in real life anyways, especially when it comes to corporate environments, because that has significantly changed. You know, there are companies that are getting people to go back to work three times a week, but at the same time, there are also tons of companies out there that are fully remote based. So you don't have the same like physical proximity that people used to have before. So whether you're trying to become the next Oprah or you just want to advance in your career by having a personal brand and, and becoming essentially a thought leader and becoming known as a thought leader in your organization is going to help you advance because then people could see you whether it's your leadership that's watching you or it's or it's the people that follow you and look up to you they get to see you in action and they get to see that now in real time and that's just going to help you grow quicker you know up the corporate ladder or or just advance you in your career yeah totally and this is like when i think about personal branding um I mean, obviously, I'm trying to build one as a coach, but even when I was working in corporate, it was very much for me, what the way I thought about it was exactly sort of how Jeffrey Pfeffer thinks about it is if they don't know who you are and they don't know anything about you, you're not getting picked. Like you're not going to get advanced. Yeah. And you can build internally brands. So like Yammer sites or the SharePoints, the com internal company blog, like these are all accessible things for folks, as well as, you know, like the standard Gary Vee says, everyone should have a podcast. Um, yeah, everyone and their mom should have a podcast. Right, and, and, <laughs> and that gives you two things, right? Like when I started my first podcast, which would have been five years ago, internally the company, like all the folks listened to it. It wasn't that it was, I mean, eventually it was more externally, but a lot of people listen to it internally mm -hmm. and it, it changed the way they thought of me. And mm -hmm. I think that, and it actually led to me getting my next job. Mm -hmm. So I do think that folks should, I mean, I don't 
necessarily think you have to start a podcast, but there's elements there that if you're internally branding, it sets you apart from other folks who aren't, and then you'll be noticed by people that you may not even know yet, <laughs> and mm -hmm. they may yeah. choose yeah. you for the next role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It ties into exactly what you said. You know, you're when you're memorable, you're picked. And I think a lot of, you know, it's like the whole concept of it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I would say it's even, it's, it's you know, evolved from that. It's not just who you know, it's who knows you. And for people to to know you and to like develop these relationships with you by doing it on, you know, social media as a, as one of the mediums to build your personal brand. Like, yeah, like you said, you don't need to necessarily start a podcast, but if people start to see you on social media more frequently, it does put you on their mind more. And it's like that concept of, you know, it takes, you know, seven, 10, whatever touch points before somebody buys from you. The same concept applies. If someone starts to see you over and over and over and over again, especially with you talking about a certain subject matter, then automatically you're going to be in their minds as an expert on that matter. And as you get better or, or you do things like you're on other people's podcasts, you're on stages, now subconsciously you're being positioned as an authority. And it's not like it's not like you're telling people, hey, I'm an authority, listen to me. You're literally demonstrating it, right? Like you're demonstrating your value. And people are going to notice that. Like you don't even know the people that are going to notice that. But like you're saying, that's the kind of stuff that helps you advance. Totally. AJ, so for folks out there, like let's say they're listening, they're like, you know, I haven't really thought about this, but I want to get started. How would you recommend someone think about what their personal brand should be? Yeah. So I think the best way, because right now, all the all the top players, all the top business leaders are building their personal brands now. And if they're not, they're definitely thinking about it. And there's quite a few people out there that are doing it. I think the easiest way to do it is by finding people that you like and starting to model them. So a lot of, a lot of the most elite players in the world have done this across different industries. For example, like Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant talks about how he's learned moves from Michael Jordan, Julius Irving. He's even taken moves from soccer players. And he's mixed that all together to formulate his own style, right? I think the same thing applies with when you want to build your personal brand. There's a lot of people out there that are probably doing something similar to what you want to do. And you could pick and choose follow those people, choose the things that you like and integrate that into your own style. And then as you do that over a period of time, it'll start to feel like it's your own style. Totally. I think that's the piece, right? And we talk a lot on the show about being authentic. And I mean, I, I don't really like that word necessarily because I think it's overused. Yeah. But as you find and you learn and you craft more about who you are and who you wanna become, then being authentic is not this show that you need to put on for other folks, right? It's just who you are. And yes, that takes time to sort of understand and do the deep internal work, but then it just kind of just becomes. Like, I don't think about coming on the show going, you know what today, like, obviously I researched the quote, but I'm not, I'm not sitting there going, you know, I wonder what I should say to AJ next. <laughs> it's it's yeah, just sort yeah. of like, we're having a conversation. We've been on this show 
Um, I've talked to you before, so yeah. we sort of know each other and we just jump on and chat. And I think that's the thing for folks is if you learn word for word, some talking point, often it doesn't come across as real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, that is a, a lot of it. And especially in the beginning, like I understand I work with the, you know, I've worked with the spectrum of people from being brand new to being established experts, right? And everybody across that spectrum wants to grow their brand because it it it's just it's just what people see. It, it is how you become memorable. It is how you get how you get picked. And in the beginning, it's rough, right? Like you may not <laughs> most people aren't trained in uh, creating succinct messaging that that is easy to remember. But as you become an expert and as you want to go to that next level yourself, I think that that journey of building a personal brand is not just about like showing off, but I think it's more of an inward journey itself. Because, you know, it's like at the end of the day, are you really competing with other people or are you really competing with yourself? And I think the journey of building your personal brand is a journey of becoming the best version of yourself, right? Because then you're presenting yourself to the world and it just makes you want to research more, learn more, talk about more things succinctly, right? Like when ideas are too complex, it's really hard for people to understand it. And then people don't really remember that. In fact, they might get confused or, you know, they might even think of themselves being stupid, which makes them, um, makes them, what's the opposite of attraction? Like it repels them, right? Yeah. Whereas when you could simplify things so that people understand it, they'll gravitate towards you even more. That's such a great point. Uh, and my uh, my dad always used to say, you truly know an expert when they can explain really difficult concepts to a five-year-old. Yeah. It's, it's something that we used to watch the Richard Feynman tapes about physics in college. And I always found him just amazing because he's literally taking these very complex physics problems and just sort of like, he he walks by a stream and he's explaining these things. And wow, I yeah. always found it amazing. Um, yeah. Now, now, AJ, like, can you tell us a little bit about the book, right? So you're bringing out this book called Guru Inc. What are, what's your mission with this book? Yeah. So the book is talking about what's happening now. From my perspective and from the last, you know, over a decade being in the, in the space, I could see that everyone is essentially trying to build that personal brand. And that is, a, is essentially a journey that you go on. There's a hierarchy of what occurs when you're building your personal brand. There's what I call, it's, it's, I call it the hierarchy of influencers. And there's five different levels. The first level is when you're a generalist. And this is when you are just, you know, you're trying to, you're the jack of all trades. You're trying to figure out what your stick is. And then once you really start to to hone, you know, it's, I always like to uh, give the uh, the analogy of a, a doctor. It's like when you have a cold, you go see the generalist doctor. But if you're having heart problems, then you're probably going to want to see a specialist, right? A specialist is someone that's diving deeper into that, that field of expertise. They're really niching down. And then once you niche down and you become really good, and you know, after you start modeling what other people are doing, then you become an authority because now you're starting to create your own stuff. You're starting to create original content. 
This is when you start to have peer-reviewed studies, right? Like you have your other peers that support your work, that support what you're doing. But the challenge that most people have when they're at the level of authority is that they're not really known. So that's when you start to realize that you need to incorporate other areas of interest. You need to develop media skills. You need to really hone in on your personality and your charm and your charisma and and all of this all of this stuff that sounds elusive at first but then once you are once you kind of dive into that world you realize that these are the kinds of people that other people are following so if you really want to become a thought leader and you want followers that that are are guided by what you're doing people are looking for people are looking for thought leaders and once you could once you could demonstrate and show what it is that you're doing then you go to that next level which is the guru the guru is the you know like when you go to an industry event they're the ones at the lunch table that everybody wants to sit around they're like they're celebrities in their own sense they're famous within their within their industry they're a leader in their industry and then there's this highest level which i call the guru's guru this is when you go from being a leader in your industry to being a leader for your industry right it's a it's a subtle difference but it's a big difference because now you're representing your industry to the rest of the world this is when you become the oprah the ellen the martha stewart dr oz regardless of how you feel about those people and and what they've done they've reached the highest echelon of their of their industry right when you could reach that highest level of a guru's guru you could even take that to becoming the president of the united states right it's a really powerful place to be in so the book really talks about how all these people right now that are business leaders executives everyone that's trying to build their personal brand is essentially trying to ascend up that ladder that's amazing <laughs> i never thought about it that way but it's totally I mean, obviously you're the expert, so that's why you're here, <laughs> but that's really interesting. Yeah. I've been around, like I grew up around gurus, right? Like the gurus I grew up around were like typically spiritual gurus. And I grew up in America. I grew up in Orange County in California and uh, I had spiritual gurus. Uh, you know, there was like a, a photo of one of the gurus on our uh, on our wall growing up that, you know, that you would pray to and and talk to. <laughs> And over time, I realized that in the business world, there's also gurus. And I started working with, um, I dropped out of college and then I started working with that that cousin I was telling you about that was a, a mortgage guru. And he was part of another organization with real estate gurus. And I got to realize that in every industry, there are gurus, people that you want to go see, people that like when they show up in your city, you're like, hey, I want to go there. I want to go watch this guy. I want to learn from this guy. Even though they're saying like the same things over and over again, <laughs> it's still like, it's this, I don't know, it's this feeling that you get of like comfort and knowing I could trust this person. He's telling me the truth. He's telling me what I need to know so that I could feel better, do better, right? Things like that. There was, there's two things I want to dig in. So the first yeah. one you said is folks are looking for people to follow. Can you tell us more about that? Like, it feels like the internet has just, you could follow literally anybody. There's so many people to follow. Like for folks out there, like a common misconception is like, why would people want to listen to me? How would you bust that myth? So right now there's, there's 
billions and billions of pieces of content. There's billions of people that are connected to mobile devices. The amount of information that we're getting is unprecedented. It's never occurred. Just like many of the events that we've seen in the last decade are all unprecedented events that never occurred. So we're all in this moment in time right now where you don't know what's happening next. Uh, apparently aliens are real, you know, right? Like <laughs> it's 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 a new game. And there's just so much stuff out there that when you're curating information as a leader, when you're able to take the stuff that's working and, and deliver it through experience and deliver it in a way that's interesting and entertaining, people love that. People want that. There's not enough of that. And I think that's that's essentially what I mean is that if you want you want people to listen to you, then then package information up in a way that's entertaining and easy to digest because there's people that are hungry for information. I know there's an excess amount of information, but people are hungry for the right information. They want they want the most relevant thing to them. And that's the way algorithms on social media platforms are built. They're built to deliver the most relevant things to their users because when they do that, the users are satisfied. I always relate content creation to food, right? It's the same as there's junk food. There's also junk content. And you could see the junk content out in the world and, and the negativity that it that it brings to people, whether it's mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And then there's also nutritional content, content that when you consume it, you feel better. You, you know things that you didn't know before. You feel inspired. You feel entertained, right? Like people are bored. People want entertainment. So when you could, when you could intentionally create content in that way, there's a huge demand of people that are ready, ready <laughs> and ready to just wanting it, right? They just want to consume it. There's definitely, yeah, entertainment is is not an um it's not an overlooked piece, right? It's like often you watch like cat videos or dog videos and it's you're not learning much, but it's it's totally entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when when you think about marketing in general, you're like you're marketing, you're essentially solving people's problems. Boredom is a huge problem. And if you and I like I love following like funny people, comedians, people that do skits. I try to get my fair share of of different types of content, right? Stuff that's pure entertaining and then stuff that I'm learning from. But I'd rather learn from people that are entertaining, right? It's like what we talked about before of people that could explain it simply mm -hmm. and in an entertaining way. Like look at guys like Bill Nye the science guy. Right, kind of to what you were saying about physics, you have science, which is super complicated, and and you know most people don't really like it in school. But then when someone could do it in a fun and entertaining way, and and make you know create experiments and show things, it becomes more fun to learn. And for me, that's that's what I'm really excited about. It, it, you know, I dropped out of college because it was it was it seemed boring to me. Like I, I, I was trying to I was trying to study marketing and sales, but <laughs> in my first year or so, you have to do all these pre prerequisites, and I didn't even get to the good stuff. So it's like there's all this, like a lot of a lot of what I do is about making learning fun, right? Because that's how these platforms are. They're entertainment first. And when you could do that, then a lot of people are going to want to listen to you. <laughs> the, the second thing I wanted to ask you, AJ, 
was this element of they say the gurus say the same thing over and over. And you're I just want to harken back, right? As you mentioned, and this is true, it's it's people have to hear it seven to ten times to actually remember the thing. And when I talk to my leaders about, you know, how they should pitch ideas internally to influence folks, I'm like, just talk about it at all times. And you're going to feel like you're just saying the same thing, but it's because there's new folks and they have to hear it many times. And you just want to keep saying it until people start coming to you and go, hey, you, what's that idea? I heard this idea about, or I thought of this thing about, and it's just the thing you're saying. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Can you, can you break that down, right? Is for folks who are starting on their personal branding journey, or maybe they're even midway, it's like, why is the same thing? in done in maybe different ways so important yeah that's really good observation on on that specific thing and yeah that that is true um because people learn differently right some people are more visual learners some people are more kinesthetic learners some people are more auditory learners people just learn differently people have different strengths it's not necessarily one or the other so it's like a lot of people that go to school you know you're you're part of a lecture but most kids aren't really paying attention because they may be more visual learners or they may be wanting to be more engaged with highlighting and doing things if they're more kinesthetic. So when it comes to um, leadership and teams and groups and getting people to getting people to do stuff, even if you're a real estate guru trying to train, you know, teach all these real estate agents, hey, door knock, prospect, et cetera, it's because everyone's flooded with all this different information. And for the for the guru, it does seem like repetitive at first, or it does seem a little counterintuitive at first, because you're like, I already said that. But when you could say that and say that differently, wearing a different shirt, saying it differently, having a different metaphor, having having a different uh, way that you're delivering the information, a person starts to remember that, right? It takes that, like you said, it takes five, six, seven touch points before somebody's like, and it's funny because people think it's their idea. And I think that's what a leader, like, I think that's what at some point in leadership you start to realize is that you got to make it feel like it's their idea because then they're more likely to do it versus someone saying, hey, do this, do that. Then it becomes more of a like, you know, you're a kid and it's your parents telling you what to do and you don't want to do it, right? There's some psychology behind that. But when you could get people to think of it as if it's their own idea, they're more likely do it. And at the end of the day, as a leader, you want people to get the job done. Yep. (laughs) I have to ask you one question before we get into some of the heavy hitters, but you you work with a lot of Gen Zs on your team and and younger folks, right? Because I mean, they're truly the experts on social media. They're digital natives and they do all these things. Now, obviously, a lot of our audience are middle managers, they're typically a bit older. What are some of your top tips for you to share with them about how should they think about working with Gen Gen Zs or managing Gen Zs in the workplace? Yeah, so Gen Z professionals, they're interesting because they don't have much, you know, a lot of them grew up watching internet tv youtube social media things like that a lot of them typically haven't had 
corporate experience. And it's funny to them because they're all, uh, you know, they're, their understanding of it is mostly from TV, whether it's The Office or just shows that they watch. So one thing is to know is that you got to kind of help them understand how it works. But at the same time, what I always talk about, and this is one of my what well, one of my business mentors taught me is to create a uh, to create a positive and safe nurturing environment, because a lot of Gen Z are super creative. You know, they're part of a hive mind in a sense, because all of them grew up essentially connected to media. And, you know, people make all these assumptions of them of like, you know, they lack loyalty or they don't want careers or anything like that. But in reality, they're very smart. They're very in tune with what's going on. And if you could create an environment that's safe for them to to learn and grow and help them understand meaning and 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 how they're contributing to contributing to something that's meaningful, then you'll get really amazing results from them. I love it. Um, so AJ, we got to ask you a few of the the harder hitting questions. Let's do it. If there's anything you could tell our community of leaders, what would that be? I think if our design. If I were talking to the community of leaders, I would say practice what you preach. I think a lot of people doing what you're saying to do and talking about comes down from them seeing you do it. And then when you are, and when other people watching you do it, you're being congruent. I think leadership has a lot to do with congruency, where you're, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and what you're doing are all in alignment. So if you're telling people what to do, and you're not doing it yourself, then naturally you're coming off a little bit incongruent. It's not to say that it's not going to work, but it's not going to work at the impact that you may want. So that when you could integrate all of that together and demonstrate the value, I think you'd be a lot more impactful as a leader. Awesome. And and our last one that we ask all our guests, what do you want your legacy to be? It's a big question. You know, like I'm I'm 37 years old, so I know I still have a long time to figure out what that legacy is going to actually be, but I would say it would be about accomplishing great things. I want to accomplish great things and I want to help other people accomplish accomplish great things. So the legacy I want to leave is that this guy was able to accomplish big stuff. Amazing. And uh, definitely, it's something we ask all our leaders, and we have all of them do. So, we totally should re- we totally recommend you going down the path of of starting to think about it. Um, but totally, um, yeah. And for folks out there, so if you want to connect with AJ, check out limitless.inc. That's the website. I've dropped his LinkedIn and his Instagram in the podcast notes as well, and. Is there anywhere else you want folks to find you? Yeah, you could follow me on Instagram, AJ, the digital maestro. Awesome. So that's in the podcast notes. Now, for us, obviously, if hit subscribe to Leadership Launchpad Project and share this show with any leaders in your life or folks who are looking to build a personal brand, that's totally a great space to go. Um, And for any one-on-one leadership mindset coaching group, corporate programs, 
conflict management, EQ, and more, head on over to EliteHighPerformance.com for all of that. AJ, is there anything you want to leave our leaders with this week? Hmm. Do good work. <laughs> I love accomplish that. Great, accomplish great things. Yeah. And, and for me, I want to echo what AJ mentioned earlier is personal branding and building the brand is a journey to becoming who you are. And when I was working with my speaker coach to put together the TED Talk, it wasn't about writing a talk that we thought was going to go viral, right? It was actually, she spent a lot of time just talking with me to understand who I am. Mm. And then we incorporated the elements that I am naturally. Like I make jokes about weird things. I like <laughs> to bring in research. I, you know, like uh, that we talk about like Britney Spears. Like these are things that I <laughs> do and it's just who I am. And actually coming out of that, I said to her, I was like, you gave me the permission to be me. And I think that that's the part that folks will resonate with. And it is a journey because often we don't see ourselves. So having those mirrors of truth around us help us really find out who we are. And that allows us to bring that gift to the world. So go on that personal leadership journey, learn about you. AJ, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. This was great. Everyone, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Ciao.